Hi, and welcome to this episode of The Roadmap, the podcast covering best practices and trending topics in auto finance. I'm Nicole Casperson, Deputy Editor of Auto Finance News and your host for this podcast, presented by Auto Finance Excellence. Auto Finance Excellence, in partnership with Defy Solutions, provides members with an unparalleled opportunity to gain professional development and networking resources in this competitive industry. And I strongly encourage our listeners to join our community of auto finance executives and professionals. I do want to take a moment for a brief message from our uh, sponsors, Defy Solutions. With Defy, you could have created a custom field in the time it took to listen to this message. Defy shows lenders what modern lending technology should look like. Our goal here at The Roadmap is to welcome enlightened and thought-provoking guests from across the auto finance industry to talk out key issues and opportunities, and we have a great guest for such a talk. With us, we have Don Goen, President and Chief Operating Officer of Tricolor Auto Acceptance. In this episode, I sat down with Don uh, together at the 19th Annual Auto Finance Summit to discuss what lenders need to know when it comes to artificial intelligence. And what follows is uh, the recording of our conversation at the Auto Finance Summit. Can you tell me about uh, uh, Tricolor quickly and your role with the company? Yes. So. I'm the President and Chief Operating Officer for Ghana's Holdings, which includes um, Tricolor, is our primary brand in, in Texas, and Ghana's, which is uh, the retail brand in California, and soon to be opened in um, Las Vegas. And we also have a, a sub-brand called, called Right Now, which is sort of uh, for people who just want to pay cash for cars and sort of move on. We have Tricolor Insurance, and we have sort of a small offering around Tricolor home loans for um, first-time uh, home buyers in the Hispanic community. Nice. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the insurance business because I know that mm-hmm. that's fairly new. Yep. So you know, we were talking about AI, um, you know, big topic in the industry right now, despite the fact that it's been around for years. Yeah. Um, so how does uh, Trecolor use AI as part of its underwriting or loan operations? And you know, are there any other applications for AI within Trecolor, given you know your your use of tech throughout the organization and maybe the new insurance business? Sure, sure. So um, precursor. You know, I think artificial intelligence is a broad topic. And usually when we're discussing AI, we're talking about machine learning when we're on the finance side. Our company is vertically integrated. So we have retail and we have financing, and then we also have an insurance product that can stand alone and, can, and is sort of getting built out in retail centers. So the, the retail plus the finance, I think, gives us a little bit of a different view of the use of technologies and in particular AI for solving across supply chain and then out to financing. Um, what we've done, you know, is from my perspective, just similar to my past roles at, at other companies, you know, the technologies change from time to time and companies generally are trying to decide whether they have first mover advantage or not in a build versus buy and sort of what the application is. So it's really important to frame the problems that you're trying to solve before you go and sort of start applying whatever technologies are out there. So just when we think we've sort of reached equilibrium on a certain technology set, um, something else happens and there's Mm -hmm. something else new and sort of everybody's trying to get um, market edge. But um, so AI, the, the technology in particular for us is machine learning and we apply neural networks 
And within neural networks, there's a, there's a, there's a technique methodology that, that's deep learning. And I think people are familiar with these terms, although sometimes they confuse them. But we use them in our scoring. Uh, we use a hybrid model currently. And we use this for optimization for losses and optimizations for, optimization for market competitiveness and price, particularly in APR. Um, we have had good success with our initial sort of programs, and so now we're expanding. So we have completed a, a new product that's a recommendation engine based on our data for our consumers. And so that will come out. We've got new tech coming uh, soon, and this will be sort of rolled in as a part of that. And then we're also trying to optimize on the supply chain. So supply chain is very complicated. I've seen people try and decide, for example, in an indirect auto business, how to you know, um, wholesale cars and whether to pay for reconditioning to get it sold better in the lane, and then trying to decide, well, I've got a windshield, I've got windshield wipers, I have tires, you know, I've got some dings, should I do that and you know, sort of get a better price? For us, it's even more complicated because we have to, when we're buying from wholesale, uh, we are assessing those same variables, but then we also have the demand side in place. So we want to know what sells, how fast it sells, what's in demand in, in, in geography, how much it costs to recondition it and put it out for sale and merchandise it. Um, so that's a multivariate problem, and so we think that machines can do a really good job of finding the patterns in there that humans might struggle with because of the amount of data we're going to throw at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, and, you know, how pervasive is the use of AI within the auto finance industry? Uh, AI is nothing new to the world, but in auto finance, uh, it seems like we're at a point where, um, you know, AI is in the kind of moving fast track, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's talking about it, everyone's excited, but, or maybe it's because it's, there's just something fun to be excited about, or I don't know, what are your thoughts there? Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, I love it when people get excited about math. Uh, <laughs> it's great. The, um, Only but, here, yeah. only at the auto finance level. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think when you're watching television, and you know different than I am, and you see commercials for AI, and Watson, and you know, like all this stuff, um, you definitely, you know, get hit with the feeling that like yeah, this is mainstream, and there are plenty of products that you could employ to sort of get some advantage. Um, so I do think it's 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 pervasive, and I think people can buy it off the shelf now, or they can choose to develop sort of using their own stuff. I think the mainstream part of it, uh, some of these technologies like neural networks have been around for a long time, late fifties I think mm -hmm. initially. So it's not. And in many of these domains of computer science, the, the algorithms have been around for a long time, they've been proven. It's actually kind of boring, like once you learn it, it's you know, it's it's just applied everywhere. <laughs> this is kind of in that same space, but you know, the advancement of the processing power I think is what really put it in mainstream that, you know, big companies who you know, you get the Googles and the Yahoo and the Facebooks, uh, these traditional technologies actually don't work for those businesses and the scale that they're operating in. So they had to invent new things. And so it's new, it's new compute, new processing power, and then it's new software that can take advantage of that compute. So when we're looking at AI, and you know, even years ago, I remember having the conversation with folks about, hey, you know, NVIDIA has these graphic processors, and there's a 
there's a part of this called, it's called CUDA, where you can sort of block out your code and run it in parallel on these processors. Like, we should try that, like, to run faster. And, and it was kind of like, it's a really weird idea. Like, why would you even think that? Um, <laughs> but now everybody's like, oh, well, GPUs, we can use GPUs, and now you can just rent them in the cloud. So there were just, having said that, the point, the takeaway is there's just a lot of things that had to happen to get this to mainstream in sort of a two-sided market equation. So, you know, it's not just enough that people want to do it, but sort of on the other side, the infrastructure has to exist. Then they come together so the economics mm -hmm. are viable. I think that happened, um, mm -hmm. and I think it happened mostly because of the, sort of the scale of the internet. We can take advantage of these. Yeah. We don't have that scale in our business, but we can certainly use those technologies to our advantage. Mm -hmm. And the cloud. And the cloud, yes. <laughs> the cloud. Um, yeah, I think the cloud has helped, right? Thank you, Don. And now I'd like to take a short break from for a word from our sponsor, Defy Solutions. Defy Solutions is redefining what modern lending technology is all about. It's about configurability and flexibility and automating decisions to be the most efficient. It's about seamless integrations that tell you more about your customers and help you take great care of them. It's about knowing exactly how your decisions affect your bottom line. With Defy Solutions, your lending technology is all about you. So are there specific segments of the, the industry, the auto finance industry, uh, that maybe we could be more you know, ahead with the, the use cases for AI? Um, yeah, that sort of thing. So I, yes, I, I think there's probably a lengthy answer to that. <laughs> I think just to put a fine point on it, what I see in general across businesses is that the customer experience is becoming more and more front and center. Mm -hmm. And more and more, that customer experience today is represented by software. And so since um, there, you know, since 2014, there's a very quiet event that happened that probably didn't even make the news that was called Mobilegeddon. Google coined the, the phrase and it was the first time in history that more people hit the internet on mobile devices than they did on desktops. And it never went back. So it's been continued increase. In our business, our consumers were almost entirely engaged on mobile devices. And so that experience and that reach from lead generation to sales, to conversion, to financing, to servicing, you know, we look at our business and we define the way we interact in a, in a framework that's called jobs to be done. And the three primary jobs are to match the consumer to the car that they desire, mm -hmm. get them the financing they need, and then keep them driving and happy. And so all of these things are experiential and there's a physical manifestation in our retail business, but we're trying to make it make that digital experience fluid. So they come mm -hmm. on the mobile device, they can come in and out of dealerships, because we find that that customer journey isn't linear at all. It's, it's just, it's kind of messy. Mm -hmm. Like they just are all around, but as soon as they get to the point of decision for choice and affordability, that's when you're transacting, and so that's where we're Everything around that is sort of driving towards that end, end game. So AI can help in, in many ways, and, and AI is broad. So it includes machine learning, it includes natural language processing, it includes IoT, it includes scheduled planning, 
there, there are you know, six or seven domains within it, and all these things are sort of in play when you're merging the retail experience together with the financing experience. So I think it's broad. It, probably it's harder for us to make the right choices in terms of prioritization because mm -hmm. there's so many things that right. we can do. Yeah, it seems like that's probably the challenge. And I know we've been talking about this at the, at the summit a lot, right? And we'll talk about it today. Um, I'm sure you will during your panel and panels that I have as well and the technology track that like it's just it is hard like the, the prioritization and like trying to decide like where do you even put your foot first and sure. that's why like the technology like not just AI but all of it is like pretty mm -hmm. it's pretty overwhelming all of it. Yeah but it's you know I mean easy things to, to tackle um, on the risk front on the customer experience front on sort of predictive behavior I mean, those things I, I think are, are, are ripe for, for improvement because they really drive out efficiency, it affects your losses, it affects what you charge customers, and it, it all relates to that better product experience so mm -hmm. that you can offer them a lower rate, more favorable terms, and sort of have this repeatable sort of customer relationship so that it's like, yeah, that was great. I can come back and sort of get right. another another car, another finance relationship. Right, and that's the goal, and it's so so it's it's worth it, right? So I actually will just ask you one more question. So, you know, what other technologies are on the the horizon for for you uh, and your company? I mean, I know you are you're accepting the Auto Finance uh, Excellence Award, mm -hmm. right? Yep. For on behalf, so that's amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything on the horizon or anything that we're working <laughs> on now? I mean, it even if it's something that maybe we already know and you could just kind of like touch on that or, or something new. So we do, most of our most of the innovations, you know, come by way of this broad AI domain. Okay. So there are several um, subjects within that that we are you know either close to market with or we're sort of just prototyping to see, you know, if you know something's going to stick. Um, but I also think in, in terms of innovation it's not just technology, it's also the way you organize around that in your business um, so that you can operate safely but still bring forward you know, some level of disruptive uh, experiences. So you know, we don't want to disrupt our business, we'd rather disrupt the market. Mm -hmm. And so we, we do spend a fair amount of time on organization talent, which is how, do, how are we set up internally. Um, we prefer a flat organization and we're innovating inside the company as well, not just in the applied technology. So I think it's sort of a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. Exactly, okay, amazing. And and um, yeah, so and I actually really love what you said just a minute ago about like, you know, it's not about, the technology is not about disrupting your company, it's about disrupting the, the, yeah, right, the industry yeah. or the market, right? So to, to stay competitive and all of that sure. uh, great stuff. So yes, I, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to add or anything that maybe I should have asked about that I, that I didn't? No, I, th I think it's um, it's a big topic for a short period of time, mm -hmm. but you know I think there are um, lots of smart people here, particularly in this industry, and I think we uh, we feel very very honored, sort of as a as a smaller company and having the retail side to be sort of among this caliber of folks. Um, so it's uh, it, it's great to see this here. We're 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 in the hall with all of the vendors who are who are innovating every day yeah. in, in software and technology for this business, and I think. In the end, what we're all trying to do is just, you know, have profitable businesses, but make sure that we've got these great experiences for customers and they have good, good sound financial products. Exactly. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, Don. You're welcome.
that does conclude our podcast today and i want to take a moment to thank you for joining don goen and myself on this episode stay tuned to autofinanceexcellence.org for more great podcasts